and welcome to Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders sponsored by Old Republic Surety. I'm your host, Sal Marino, CFMA's Marketing and Content Manager. This month, I am joined by Samantha Lake, COO of Pronovos. Samantha may be familiar to some of you because she's the former Vice President of Communications and IT at CFMA headquarters. Samantha, welcome. Thanks, Sal. It's good to see you. Did you think you'd get more of a break from me? It has only been a couple of weeks, but as I was joking at the annual conference, I was only a week removed from CFMA, and I kept saying we when I was talking about CFMA. And so the joke is, is you can take me out of CFMA, but you cannot take the CFMA out of me. So I will forever be an honorary member of the CFMA team. Well, I'm glad that we can't take you out of CFMA because now you're back here with me. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do at Pronovos? Absolutely. Um, so Pronovos is a financial intelligence tool um, that helps construction professionals protect their profits and cash flow by leveraging existing financial data to effectively track, forecast, and visualize um, to make data-driven decisions for their construction projects. So, you know, we're helping construction professionals better understand their financial data and streamline the ways in which they work. Um, you know, to to make sure that everybody in the company has um, complete visibility to what's happening with these projects, um, you know, and, and making sure that we're not gatekeeping data anymore. You know, a lot of softwares, you know, they don't make it easy for people to understand and process the data. And so right. Pronovos is working to solve that problem. So we have been told time and time again that as far as technology is concerned, construction typically lags the rest of industries. Do you think that's still the case? How do you think that's changing? So interesting place in society with the generational shift. And so, you know, um, millennials now currently are the largest population in society. And as we see an influx in the baby boomers retiring, especially during COVID, uh, more millennials are coming into positions of leadership within companies, especially in the technology world um, and within construction. And so, Within the construction space, you have a generation that wasn't really exposed to technology. There was a lot of things they had to do manually, pen and paper, you know, and then Excel came along. But now we're seeing all of these wonderful tech solutions being presented to them. And so you are seeing kind of a, a shift and a struggle within companies about implementing new technology. But I think that as you see more um, of the tech savvy generations coming into these leadership positions, we're going to see tech, uh, construction companies evolving and utilizing technology um, a bit more to, you know, increase their efficiency, their productivity and overall their profitability. So now that you've had some time away from CFMA, looking back, uh, are there any accomplishments that stand out for you? I mean, the CFMA team and I accomplished a lot in the four years that I was there. You know, the first standout accomplishment is obviously the marketing and the branding, um, which was what I was brought into the organization to oversee. You know, so I think we did a really good job of creating a modern brand, you know, that's professional, that's relatable, and that's also attractive. And it's, you know, done its purpose in bringing in a lot of new members and um, customers into the association you know, and then from the marketing, I went into the world of IT. Um, you know, I have a background in that from a previous job, and I just saw a lot of efficiencies and a lot of areas for improvement. You know, just like the construction space, associations tend to lag behind um, in innovative technology. So, you know, worked with the team, and we're currently, we, I will forever say we with CFMA, uh, but CFMA is currently undergoing a pretty robust um, tech stack revamp. Um, this kind of modernized um, 
modernize our technology and really put the organization where it needs to be in the future to be nimble and flexible, you know, and, and adaptable. And then lastly, I think my work with um, the association in regards to our DEI initiatives, you know, that's actually where I met Bruce Orr. Um, so in 2020, there was a big movement. Um, the blackout square on social media. And I went to our officers and said, I don't feel comfortable participating in this on behalf of CFMA because we're not doing anything in the space. So it seems like a pretty shallow PR move when we aren't active in the space. And they agreed and they gave uh, me the green light to get a task force together. And we got some amazing members um, and we started the DEI initiatives. And, you know, here we are um, nearly four years later and we have a robust uh, DEI committee that's doing a lot of great work. And um, yeah, so I, I'd say that those are my three um, most three accomplishments that I'm most proud of. And Building off of those past accomplishments, Bruce Orr, who is the CEO of Pronovos, you met through the DEI committee. Uh, how is it working with him? You know, the company, we're in um, a very exciting time with this company. You know, uh, only really been around for 18 months. Um, so he was in startup mode and now we are scaling the company and going into growth mode. So there's some really big things on the horizon for Pronovos. And, you know, the way this is going to shape and impact the industry is really exciting. Like I said, you know, Bruce, if you think about like Bruce has created something that has the power of like a Microsoft power of BI, but without needing the technical expertise of the programmers to make that are reality, you know, and, and Bruce is just such a visionary in everything that he does. And he really does want to make data accessible for all and making sure everybody understands data, making data driven decisions. So, you know, if you ever go look at our product and you see like all the data visualizations, how it's taking that raw data from, you know, foundation, Sage, um, CMIC, wherever it may be, and then it's putting it into these pre-made dashboards and reports. And it's like all visual, you know, things that would typically take people hours to try to recreate, you know, with pivot tables in Excel, you know, happen, you know, in a blink of an eye with Pronova. So I I'm very excited to be working with somebody who who's really trying to shape the way in which people are thinking. Well, this is all very exciting, and I can't wait to see where it goes. So over the course of the past four years, I have benefited from a ton of your advice. Do you have any advice you'd like to give to our listeners? So not so much. I mean, this is the advice that I impart on younger people, and I really do think it shaped the person I've become today. So, you know, I am unbelievably close with my grandparents, and I was really the, my grandparents who told me, you know, you can do anything you set your mind to, um, and, you know, and I'm such a firm believer in self-fulfilling prophecies and, you know, knowing what you want to accomplish, setting your mind to it and continuously reminding yourself of like, all right, here's my end goal and how am I going to get there? I mean, the setting my mind to like what I did at CFMA, you know, I set my mind to something. Accomplished it. Um, I got. I feel like I got the company in a really good place, and then I was like, "Great, let me go off and do this again." Um, so for me, I'm always up for a challenge. I always want to try to achieve new things. You know, one of the reasons why I made this um, jump in my career as well is I have this very aggressive vision for myself. In ten years, I want to be retired, um, and I think you're hearing that from a lot of millennials. We don't want to work until we're 65, 70. Right. So you know, what I want to do is by the age of 50, if I can accomplish this, you know, uh, goal I have for myself, I want to be able to to travel the world. I want to go to Asia. I want to teach English as a second language to children. I want to go to Rwanda. I want to volunteer with the mountain gorillas. I want to go to Indonesia, work with the orangutans. Like I just altruistic in my fifties and give back to the world. So again, all of that is like 
setting my mind to something and then coming up with a plan and being like, what do I need to do to get from point A to point B? And then never losing sight of that and just staying laser focused on those goals. Nice. So let me ask you, since you've uh, been to a number of annual conferences, how was this one from the other perspective? So, I mean, this was very, very well done. Um, you know, being in Aurora, not a lot to do. So, you know, it was very concentrated um, at the Gaylord, which was awesome because everywhere you looked, you saw people. Um, I had the opportunity to bring my 14-year-old niece with me and she was getting frustrated because she was like, you can't walk 10 feet without running into somebody you know. And I think that that's the beauty of the community of CFMA is it is such a tight-knit community. Everybody knows everybody and you really can't walk very far without running into somebody you know and, you know, hellos and hugs and everything. And that's what I've always felt the strongest value proposition of CFMA was, is that tight-knit community of professionals that you can turn to both from a professional standpoint, but also their friendships and the personal perspective um, of those relationships. So this one, I'd say, I definitely felt like there was a greater synergy of people hanging out um, and stuff. You know, I think one of my favorite ones was my first one in Vegas. It was just because it was the first one. It was a whirlwind. You know, I was only with the company for three months at that point. Um, so it was probably the best, you know, trial by fire I could have gotten to CFMA. Um, so from a lively entertainment, nonstop going, um, 2019 in Vegas was probably my favorite, but this one was well done. And being on the vendor side, it was amazing. I did not have to get up at 5 a.m. as staff. <laughs> and that's one thing I don't think people understand about these conferences is, you know, staff is getting up at, you know, anywhere from four o'clock in the morning on. I mean, I think Jenny's up at three o'clock in the morning for these to make sure everything is perfect for the attendees. So it was really awesome to sit back and experience it from the attendee perspective and see all the hard work that goes on behind the scenes to make this whole thing seamless um, and run great for the attendees. So when you were at CFMA, you you did a lot of work around changing the 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 culture with technology. Do you have any advice for construction companies in that regard? Do um, and this kind of goes into my background of both organizational culture and development um, in the training and development side of things. And so what I realized early on with a previous tech company that I worked for was a lot of times people have a problem. And they think the easiest solution is to buy technology to solve said problem. And it's, it's you know, it's a technology that's, um, you know, low impact, you know, it's just like a time tracking system. Chances are you don't need to change too much with your culture around that. But if you're going to change um, the way in which people are working, then there's an inherent shift you need to make within your organizational culture. And the culture around embracing technology and utilizing technology um, in order to elevate your job and the role you play within the company. And so, you know, what I'm what I've been witnessing, um, you know, with my time at CFMA and in the few weeks that I've been with Pronovos is that's what's happening. You know, people see a problem or people themselves are very tech savvy and they see the value in this software, but they haven't taken the time to educate the staff and help the staff understand how this new technology is going to help them, you know, streamline their work or, you know, look like rock stars. Um, and so they buy the technology thinking we're going to buy this. And it's going to solve all of our problems. And it just, it just doesn't work that way. And so my advice to construction companies is, you know, get people involved early on, you know, um, explain to them the value of this, have them in some of those demo calls, get their advice um, and get their buy-in to, to moving forward with this new solution. And then make sure you're training along the way. 
So one thing, Sal, you know that we were doing at CFMA is we're not waiting for this tech stock to be implemented before we start the training. We've started the training. We were in the discovery phase, you know, watching videos, having right. the staff watch it, not only watch the video, but answer Q&As to make sure that they're processing and they're retaining the information and they truly understand this new technology. And then what that does is that lessens the burden on the staff. So when this is live, they jump in with confidence and understanding, and they're actually excited about using it versus the fear that can come from new technology being like, I don't know what to do. This is so overwhelming. So now I have my job I'm trying to do is along with the new technology. And then they end up not using the new technology because it's just too much. And they're trying to focus in on getting their job done. And how much of that do you think is generational? At least for me, I went to a computer magnet school. So I've been on a computer since I was six years old. Um, You know, this new generation has like literally been on phones since they could hold a phone, you know, as an infant. Right. And so, you know, I think from our generational perspective, we forget that not everybody has had the privilege of being born with technology in their hands. And so that's why, you know, with the older generations, um, I tend to explain things a little bit more thoroughly. I give them more time to process and understand it. And I try to draw parallels to things that they know, um, you know, and give them the time to experiment, ask questions and get comfortable with it. Now, one of the issues that we run into, though, are those people that are at the end of their career, and they might only have a couple of years left. And so they have this mental barrier of like, I'm almost out, I don't want to learn something new. I just want to get through to the finish line. That's that cultural shift where you have to work with those leaders in the organization and say, we understand this, but you're also setting the tone for the rest of our employees. So, you know, we need you on board. We need you contributing. You know, we need you to be a part of this culture. You know, a lot of it and culture starts with the CEO. So if you still have a CEO that's like, I need you to print out this Excel sheet for me, that's setting a tone with the culture within the organization and where the value is with the CEO regarding technology. And so, you know, you got to lead by example. So even if you're almost at that window of retirement, realize that other people are looking up to you and they're paying attention to what you're doing. And it can't be uh, do as I say, not as I do type culture, because that will never work with technology. Well, that's a great point. Well, Samantha, I think we've come to the end of our time on this podcast. I just want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me. It has been great, and I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure, and I'm glad that got to be a part of creating the idea behind this podcast. And now here I am coming full circle as a guest on the podcast. Full circle, indeed. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Voices of CFMA, sponsored by Old Republic Surety. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe, and also share it on social media. And if you're interested in learning more about the Construction Financial Management Association, please check out cfma.org. Once again, I'm your host, Sal Marino, and I will see you back here next month. Thanks.